How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. If you're treating veterans with PTSD, VA's National Center for PTSD can help. The PTSD Consultation Program offers free expert consultation and resources to providers. We won't ask you to fill out any forms, and we respond to requests within a day. To learn more on this easy-to-use program, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Again, that's ptsd.va.gov consult. When I grow up, I do not want to be like Bailey and Curly. No way. I have higher standards than that. They make me laugh, at the same time, scare the shit out of me. What will they say next? Welcome to the roller coaster world of Bailey and Curly. Unfiltered. While this voice may be artificial, the unfiltered musings from our hosts certainly are not. Make yourself comfortable, grab a drink, and let's get unfiltered. Here's your hosts, Bailey and Curly. All right, it's episode three, and I'm sitting here with my good mate, Bailey. How are you, Bailey, down there in the lockdown state of Victoria? How are you, Curly? I'm oh, good. Fantastic. I'm good. As, I'm good. As we were saying, it's uh, beautiful weather up here. It's good to be able to get outside. Not that um, I've got outside a lot lately, to be honest, but, you know, as opposed to what you guys are, are still facing down there, an hour of exercise or whatever the case may be. So how yeah. you been dealing with it? What's been happening? Um, since our last convoy, it's you sort of have to... It's just like a year ago, if you said that there was a possibility that the states in Australia could close, I would have laughed. Yeah. And that's, and this state of emergency thing that's come out now, it's, as far as we're concerned, September 13th is when lockdown ends. And for that to continue, for anything like after that day, I think the state of emergency ends as well because... Mr. Premier is trying to get it. He's trying to get it um, passed for another twelve months. Absolutely, and and interesting because I want to have a chat about that because I think that that's got some really big, wide ranging ramifications for you people down there. But interesting when we're in Japan, and I've talked about Japan before in February, March, we um, there was a lot of stuff happening in the press and the media in Japan about further restrictions to people. And one of them was, well, as you know, the marathon was called off for, you know, the everyday Joe runner like me, but um, yep. it was held for the elite. So there was like, I think, 300 people as opposed to what normally would have been maybe 30,000. So so we had 300 people running the Tokyo Marathon. So they've closed down the Tokyo for the marathon but everyone was told, don't watch the marathon, don't come out. And so th- while there were still some people who watched the marathon live as it was happening, the crowds were like, from what um, we were told, it was about 5% of normal. And, and I remember saying to my wife, can you imagine being in Australia and being told that we can't do these things, that we can't go to the yeah. footy, that we can't do this, that we can't do that? I said it would never happen. Everyone would say, fucking bullshit, I'm going to the footy. And yet here we are six months later and having gone through all these drastic restrictions on life that for the most part we've humbly accepted. It's just phenomenal. I sort of certainly overestimated the Australian public. We just fell in um, with the fear, I guess, didn't we? We did, and I get that no one's been through this before, and that's why we're so like, what are the rules? And this the state of emergency, apparently that allows them to put in the, okay, you have to quarantine for two weeks if you've got COVID or if you've come back. Without that state of emergency in place, people don't have to quarantine. But they yeah. should, but they, I don't think they can get fined because that's not 
in yeah, place. Yeah. And a lot of people are freaking out, thinking state of emergency means lockdown, and it, and it's not. It's, I think, to put the rules in about masks and things like that. And, you know, Dan Andrews has said that he's reassuring all of us that September 13th is the day it will end. It will not go any day long because it's already been extended by two weeks. Yeah. So all I can say is wake me up when September ends. (laughs) But October will probably roll around and we still haven't gotten any better. And I was... I was having a conversation today with my Uber driver and I said, I understand. Your Uber driver? Yeah, that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I understand that everything we're doing, if if we could get rid of the virus, I understand that we do the things that we have been doing. But it's oh, there's a case here, we're going to lock it down. Oh, cases are lower. Oh, we're open everything now. You can't do that. Like, it doesn't yeah. take a rocket scientist to to put people locking homes. People are going to go crazy. Yeah. And yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I saw it firsthand last week. This is something I wanted to talk about on our last podcast, but I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. I want to start with, you know, when you're going through something, I really hate when people say, oh, but someone else has it worse. Mm. I think that's the, that's the worst thing to say to someone. Like if I was going through something and you, Tony, said to me, oh, but I'm going through this and that's worse. No, it's, we're all allowed. We're all human. We're all allowed to feel stuff. Yeah. So, but it, it can sort of make you realise when you open up. And from last week's podcast, you know, opening up about stage four and how I was feeling, yeah, a, a mate of mine in Tassie listens to the podcast, and we talk every day anyway. But after listening to the podcast, he sent me a message that said, "Man, I hope you're okay," because he's like, "Here I am in Tassie, complaining that I've got it tough, but he can go get a haircut, he can go get a tattoo, he can go out and do this, and it sort of, mm. it sort of made him take a step back and go, actually, I, you know, I, I don't have it that bad." Yeah, and I think that's the sort of the perfect way. Without saying someone else has got it worse, I think when you realise that on your own, I think that's perfect. And which leads me into what happened last week. I think it was, must have been last week. Or was it Monday? I can't remember. It's Groundhog Day here. I was out. On, I was out on a walk, yeah. and this is sort of where my Are You Okay ambassador sort of came out of me, just natural. I went for a walk, and I was on the way home, and I seen this guy walking. And I sort of looked and then looked away and then I looked again and he's on the ground trying to um, rip up a tree and, I was, and, he's, and he's screaming. And so I had my headphones on, but I, I paused there and I walked over and he's just there crying. He's like, I want to kill myself. And I was like, I, first thing I did was give him a hug. Yeah. And he was so angry and he was just like, I just want to die. I just want to kill myself. And I just gave him a hug. I said, come on, man, let's go for a walk. So most people, sorry, I'll back up. We went for a walk and all I, I knew what I had to do. I just had to let him talk. I didn't mm. have to say anything. That's why I wanted to get him for, take him for a yeah. walk. He was 19. He was angry and he just wanted to get everything out. And I was his ear. I let him, you know, we went for a good walk. And then he said, I'm going to go this way up to my mates. I said, okay, I'm going to home. And he was crying and I gave him a hug and I'm getting emotional now. And I said, it's going to be okay, man, because I've been mm. there. Like I've yeah. been there. And, you know, I told him, I said, man, I was arrested at your age. I was arrested at your age and I had more freedom than what we do now. And that's fucked. Mm. The fact that I wasn't a criminal at 18 and I had more freedom than what we do now because of a virus. Yeah. And on that walk, he told me some things, but the, the main thing I took away from it was he just had an argument with his, with his roommates. I think he lived with three other people, which then made me grateful to come home to an empty house. Yep. So that flow-on effect from, you know, my mate listening to how I was doing in Victoria to him realising doesn't have it that bad down there in Tassie to then me realising... Yeah, I do love living alone, but during COVID, it's a bit shit. 
but now I appreciate it even more because I don't have shit roommates. I come yeah. home and, and I don't have to deal with anyone and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the reality, look, everyone has their own reality. Everyone has their own perception of the world, what they're dealing with and what they're going through. And we never know what somebody else is going through. So that whole concept no. of saying to someone, oh, but think about the starving children in Rwanda or whatever That's a very, it is. very popular line that people yeah. like to say. Or whatever it is, um, yeah, okay, the, the starving children are a wonder. I'm not saying they don't have it tough, but the reality is that we face our own reality. We've got no concept of what a starving child in Rwanda is going through, none. And But we've got a, the perception of what we're going through. So, you know, one of the, and this is one of the things that I really hate about the coaching industry. Cause, so as you know, I, I coach people, and, and one of the big things that I always want to do is I want to understand and really appreciate what I call uh, someone's agreement with reality. So if they're in a hole, I'm not going to stand around the hole and offer them a hand up because that's not my place. My place is to jump in the fucking hole with them and get to understand exactly what it is that they see and what they're feeling. And then I'm going to say, okay, how do we get out of this? How do we get out of this? Not how do you get out of this? Yeah. How do we get out of this? And together start working with the person. But I see so many coaches in this world that just, they're the ones that are standing around the circle saying, well, if you do this, this will get you out. But without any concept of what that person's going through. Anyway, that's just a, a little bit of a rant. But we've all got our own agreement with reality. Matt, haven't we? And we do. That, that person had whatever it was, had his agreement with reality. Your agreement with reality was you wanted to help, you're a caring person. Most people would have walked away. That's what I was going to say as well. And because you don't know how they're going to react. They yeah. could, he could have flipped out at me. He could have yeah. had a knife or anything. But... He could have been on crack. He could have been on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the reality was that what you did was absolutely an abnormal thing, I would guess. Yeah. So, so congrats yeah. on, on, for doing Thanks, that. Thanks, mate. Because I, 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 see, I see myself a lot in him. And, you know, I've had times ask my mum, I've taken off. Yeah, and mum obviously knows me, so she knows just to leave me alone. Because you go for a walk and you sort of come down like it's, yeah. and that's a lot of people, especially if you're living in a in a toxic environment where you can't just um, have your own time. You can't have your own time. Yeah, where I've got I've got my own time. It's good. Yeah. So. But I've been in share houses where yeah. I've just I've just gone off for a drive because I have to get out. You've had to, yeah. And so at the moment, you've probably got too much of your own time, I guess. Yeah, with, with isolation. And, and it's just one thing after the other. Like, there's no good news. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't. I I don't. The, the good thing, hopefully, this twelve month extra state of emergency doesn't get passed because the Prime Minister's not for it. So, Well, but, but it's not just about the health situation that the state of emergency can, um, the extension of that. I mean, um, from what I know, and I'm not a political expert on this, um, I um, believe that you can declare a state of emergency for four weeks and then you can go for another four weeks and it's there from a constitutional base so that a... a um, so that a government can't continue to roll out a state of emergency and almost force like a compulsory communism in, into us. Because the state of emergency is not just about the health, it's about a government being able to say, you must do this and yeah. and go through a different process in relation to um, laws and whatnot. So that's a scary thing, bigger picture, in and around the state of emergency. If it was truly about health, you can go through the governmental processes or the parliament processes and enact specific laws in relation to the health. But to go through and declare a state of emergency for 12 months, that's just, uh, that's frightening to me here in Australia. It is. I think someone's on a power trip. And I wonder what country went into lockdown first. Like, how did this become such a big thing? Yeah. Because if one country is going to do it, the rest have to. 
Well, well, I think Jacinta over there in New Zealand was one of the very first people that just closed the borders. Um, I, I think in, I mean, I, my timeline's probably wrong. I think there was some border lockdowns in in Italy early when Italy were sort of um, it was running rampant through there. They were locking down sections of their of their city. But um, from what? Oh, sorry, this country, not just their city, but um, yeah. But I think Jacinta in New Zealand was one of the first ones. And once again, everyone talks about how brave and what a strong stoic leader. But and and yes, there's you know the ability for her to make a decision. Congrats, well done. But the reality is that you just can't keep locking down and then reopening and locking down and That's reopening. It. And that you know, fucks up, up fucks here in people's in, mental health. Yeah, it does. And up here in Queensland, we're getting these contact tracing lists come out. You know, because when you're only getting one or two cases a day, or I think our biggest was, you know, maybe seven, I think there was at one day last week. And and all of a sudden you see this whole list of contract tracing, places where these people had been while infectious. So all of a sudden you've got all these small businesses, cafes, shops, you've got places like Bunnings, you've got places like, you know, major shopping centres. You've got uh, all these places that are being on the list. And then all of a sudden what you see the next day is, A, these places are told that they have to close for a deep How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. If you're treating veterans with PTSD, VA's National Center for PTSD can help. The PTSD Consultation Program offers free expert consultation and resources to providers. We won't ask you to fill out any forms, and we respond to requests within a day. To learn more on this easy-to-use program, visit ptsd.va.gov slash consult. Again, that's ptsd.va.gov slash consult. So can you imagine doing a deep cleanse of a fucking Bunnings store? Seriously? Fuck yes. Like, like when I was a, a Bunnings manager, if we swept the store once a day, we were doing well, you know. So, But yeah, a deep yeah, yeah. cleanse, my God. But but all these little places, they, they can't afford that. And then even when they do reopen, people don't go there because all of a sudden they've been listed as this COVID place. So it's just ridiculous. It it really is. And, you know, I was going through some of the stats once again. And, you know, when you look at the worst places in the world for COVID and you're looking at the likes of Brazil, USA, and, you know, even looking at China, the originator of this fucking thing, um, with the completed cases, completed cases, the so completed cases are those that have been, you've either recovered or you're dead, right? So, so in the world, so this is overall in the world, um, there are, so where are we? We've got 24 million cases of COVID, of which almost 17 million have recovered, so, yeah. so, which is fantastic. So they've got closed cases at 17,715,000. Out of the closed cases, we have a 5% death ratio, 5%. So with our closed cases, this is the world, we have a 5% ratio. You look at things like, so we've got a 95% success rate. So tell yeah. me tell me what, if I, if I got 95% at school, I'd be pretty fucking happy, you know. Me so, too. So USA is 5%. You look at, you know, I think Australia is some ridiculously low number. So... Um, let me look up Australia for closed countries. So they, they, they bang on, and that's what fucks me off. They bang on every day. The numbers are lowering. The numbers are lowering. What the fuck's your end goal? Yeah. Because if you if you got under 50 cases of Victoria, oh, we'll open. Oh, the next day there's 150. We're going to close again. Yeah. Like, it, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a light. It's not, that's not life. 
but yeah. you can't you just can't keep doing it. So in Australia, out of closed cases, we've got twenty thousand six hundred and seventy-two closed cases, which means that we've only got four thousand six hundred and fifty active cases at the moment, of which three percent have resulted in death. And even those death figures are rubbery because even your chief health officer in Victoria was saying um, about um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When they get palliative care, where people have been in palliative care and they've passed away and they've had COVID, it's, it's been recorded as a, as a COVID death. Now the reality you go into palliative care for the last couple of weeks of your life, right? Yeah. So, but they're recording them as COVID deaths. So you really got to question what is the true death figure. And, of course, there's going to be a, some people that have died with COVID that we don't even know about because they never got tested. Um, and currently our active, there's only 35 of them that are in serious. So 4,650 currently infected patients, of which 99% is in the mild, the mild, 35%, 35 of them are serious or critical. Um, you know, I, I was flabbergasted on Friday, I think last week, where our chief health officer and um, came out and said in a press conference, because they were, they were worried about, oh, it might have been Monday, I don't know. But anyway, I, once again, I'm losing track of days. But um and they were worried about people going out and getting tested. They wanted more people to get tested. So what better way to get tested than get people testing is to put this fear of life into them. So she said, if you've got a sore throat, it is likely you will have COVID. So that's fucked. That, that's bullshit. That, it's that's fucking just, bullshit. That's fear-mongering at its biggest, you know. And fear, fear, fear is making money. Like all the fines that they've given out for people not wearing masks and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, me killing it. it's funny because they were test blitzing here in Victoria and my local health place, there was literally a line like 20 cars long getting tested. The last two weeks, I've not seen any cars there. So I don't know if they're still testing or who knows. Well, as Donald Trump said, that's the way to get your numbers down. Don't test because most people, are 99% have got mild symptoms. So you're not going to get tested. Most people won't get tested. And this is why, you know, when people are being judgmental about people going to work, right, and they have yep. COVID. Now, from what we can understand about this bloody thing, you can be three days without even showing any symptoms. And those three days, the first three days you have it is when you are your most infectious. That's like a cold or a flu, yeah. yeah. So these people are going to work not even knowing they're sick, and then all of a sudden they're, they're potentially maybe passing that the COVID on. But then everyone's saying, why the fuck are they going to work when they're sick? Well, they don't know they're sick. No. So, or if they do have the snuffles or a sore throat or something, you know, who, else, who doesn't have that? In I, I, but, yeah, a couple of months ago I had a cold. I didn't go get tested. Yeah. You're Four probably months. immune, mate. Yeah, probably. COVID <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about something else, hey? We could talk about COVID all day. It's we could. But it, no, it's good to get off your chest because me and you, we, we, you know, we do this podcast, we catch up and we, we, we have the same views on it. Like the amount of conversations I've just ended with people because, oh, once if your family, if it was your family, you wouldn't be saying that. And that could just go on forever. My my mum passed of cancer, you know. We've we're all going to die of something. Yep, my and grandparents. It, yeah, passed not, the cancer. It's, it's not fucking fair. My mum died of cancer. Nope. You nope. know, people die of obesity every single day. You know. Yeah, that, that's, that's what that's, I. That's that's what I laugh. I see these massive people. Before we had to wear masks, I'd see these obese people wearing masks. And I'm yep. thinking COVID, COVID won't kill you, but obesity yep. will. Yeah. So, so we've got a government that's trying to keep everyone safe and yet a government that allows everyone to have incredibly unhealthy bloody habits. And, you know, I'm certainly not standing here from a position of strength here, you know. Um, yep. You know, I, I enjoy the odd occasional beer, as you know. 
And, yeah. um, you know, I certainly don't do myself any favour, too many favours in terms of some of the food that I eat. So yeah. but that's a choice. And it's, you know, the government's not going to save me from my own <laughs> vices. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. no one's, yeah. So what else has been happening? I am, um, I'm releasing something at the end of the year. I'm not going to say it yet. Okay. But I'm releasing something at the end of the year. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you're not saying anything, so. Okay. I'm releasing a new song, but I'm not going to say what. Okay, cool. So, hey, um, what's, what's your best ever opening guitar rift? The best one that just from your long history of love and music, what's the one that really rocks your world? My Mine or any? Yours. Yeah, no, no, not, not from you. No, because I, I personally like the riff that we open the show with each and every podcast. I, I've oh, got yeah. no idea who. It's no longer yeah. available anywhere. I've got no idea who, who did that one. But, but that one? Um, what's your favourite ever opening guitar rift? Riff. Rift. Oh, my own song? No, of any song. Any song would have to be Blister in the Sun. Yeah, yeah. I don't play that live but it's it's a good riff to play because then you get the you get the yeah. clap after you hear the riff everyone knows it's coming don't they With they do blister in the sun yeah and and damn it by blink 182 yeah that's how i started playing guitar i as a kid i wanted to play drums but get mass class didn't go to mass or whatever class it was at school and i go to the music room and there was a guy out the front with his acoustic guitar and he was playing Blink-182, Green Day. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, I know those songs. That's so cool that you can play a song on guitar that other people know and other people can sing. Where drums, you don't have that. So that's what led me to the guitar. Yeah. And Blink-182, wow. damn it, was, yeah. So that's how I got into guitar. And here we are 15 years later. Still playing. Still playing. I never had the discipline to learn guitar. So if someone could ever teach me the easy way and just get me playing, <laughs> get me playing a song in like a, a week, I'd be onto it. But um, yeah, it's uh, just. Uh, and something I realised lately, I didn't sort of realise it until we spoke about on our first podcast. Me and mate went up to Sydney and we we got a car and you know, eight-hour drive back. And I remember we were talking about football because he never knew what leg I kicked on, if yeah. I was a right foot or a left foot. And I said, well, that's because when I was a kid, like Dad said, practice on your opposite foot. Yeah. And I can, I can still kick with both legs. You wouldn't know what I kicked. And I think when Dad passed away, that's I think that's where my love for football I lost and that's where I gained my love for, for music. Okay. So for me, I just channeled everything into music and – for me to learn guitar, I learnt the songs that I love to play and that taught me to play yeah. guitar. Instead yeah. of learning the chords, if you because yeah. I taught myself and I, I figure if you went to an you know, a guitar teacher that teach you the chords, I don't know, I've never been to one. Uh, but, I've tried. Yeah. But learning the songs I love, I learnt the chords. I yeah. learnt every everything, you know. Actually, it's interesting you say that because when I was at high school, I was trying to learn the guitar and I, I could play the opening um, couple of lines out of Take a Long Line by the Angels. And yeah. It, oh, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it was. It was either that or it was um, No Secrets. Amanda the Actress. Wait, uh, yeah, it was No Secrets yeah. um, by the Angels. So I could play... But then within two weeks of not doing it, I've forgotten it. So, you know, that, <laughs> that, that's another problem I have. So. I, un I, I understand that because I bought a keyboard a few months ago and it was my actually my first instrument. Mum made me take keyboard and piano lessons. I wish I kept at it. I can still play it. Yeah. But in my head, you need to know the notes. And yeah. I've, forgot, I've already forgotten stuff I've learned. Yeah. The only thing I can play on there is crew life. Yeah. So, because I, I play that every day and I know the notes in my head and I can play the same thing yeah. on guitar, so that stays with me. Yeah. So, so a couple of the riffs that I just get off to, you know, you just blister in the sun's probably 
one that I hadn't thought of, but um, I, I, I love Another Girl, Another Planet by The Only Ones, the way that that kicks in. That's just... I, I know that song because Blink-182 covered Yeah, it. they covered it. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you've got um, Unguarded Moment by The Church, which is just just an Australian classic. And you Seven just... Nation Army I love as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah that, that's... And, and when that kick drum kicks yeah. in as well, it's just... It starts to start... rock. Um, yeah. Miami Heat, um, when we saw Miami Heat in the States, that was their song. And to yeah. see the likes of LeBron James and bloody The Birdman, I love The Birdman. Jim, Jim cool. Doing the, the little pogos yeah. to it was just pretty awesome. But um, but one of the most underrated bloody riffs that I reckon is out there is Pretty Vacant by the Sex Pistols, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. That, that is a good, solid musical riff. And, and I know so many people talk about you know, the likes of the Rolling Stones or um, Smoke on the Water and, you know, all of this stuff. But, man, I reckon Pretty Vacant just sits right up there. Smoke on the Water. I was having a conversation. Sorry. No, you're right. (laughs) I was having a conversation with one of the pilots at work. Yeah. You know, we joked. I said, man, I've been playing guitar 15 years and I I still can't get that Smoke on the Water riff. I yeah. still can't get it. I'm, I was joking because he said, you know, that's the first. He said that's, he said that's the first riff that everyone learned. It wasn't mine. I can yeah. play it. But then I said to him, it's not the first riff you, people that learn how to play guitar learn. Yeah. It's the riff that everyone can play who doesn't play guitar because it's so easy. <laughs> you know? So one song that I love riff, and just it's got such a good build up. Yeah. And I remember, I can't remember, you know, when you go to a, a concert and you and they've got house music playing? Yep. And you're waiting there. And it was cool. The crowd actually sang it as well, I think. It's cool when the crowd sings the house music before the band comes on. Yep. And it was Bubba O'Reilly by The Who. Ah. Song, but, it, yeah, it's got this such a massive, here we go, sharing me some. Yeah, let's. Let's let's let the listeners listen. Gotta love this. Gotta love it. That's cool. Yeah. So we'll go fifteen seconds so we don't get a copyright strike. Look up. Yeah. Look look up. Uh, Bubba O'Reilly. Yeah. There we go. Uh, by the Who. The Who. Yeah. It's just got. You probably won't get it all, but from fifteen seconds. But you, you, you. When that first guitar chord comes in, why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile five G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Millions of our nation's veterans deal with PTSD every day. VA's PTSD consultation program is easy to use and here to help you treat these veterans. Providers like you can access free consultation with expert clinicians, free continuing education, and free resources to help you assess and treat veterans. To learn more, visit ptsd.va.gov consult. Is everyone still here? <laughs> that's thirty. That's thirty-six seconds. Oh my god! Just take note of how long this song goes for, too. Here we go. Oh, uh, there we go. Uh, okay. It's um. 
Bloody ads, don't you hate them? I'll beat I'll beat you to it, Tony. What a tune. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a great tune. Oh, let's go. Another girl, another planet. Uh, yeah, let's do this. Let's do the only ones. The only the ones. Only one. I think it's a lot slower than the Blink version. You know, that is you know awesome. what I love? Uh, safe in New York City. Safe in New York City. Yeah. Actually. That's that's another good riff. That's a good uh, riff. Safe in. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm in charge. <laughs> oh. That's a cool vinyl. The old Ace Freely, my God. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Uh, uh, Detroit Rock City. Let's. What's Detroit Rock City? Oh, man, you don't know? Kiss. Steve and Dave oh, use to how good are ads? Oh, I love ads. Thanks, YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the... <laughs> The Teenage Boy Rock Anthem. <laughs> teenage Boy Rock Anthem. All right, uh, give, it, give it to me now, Tony. Safe uh, in New York City. Uh, okay, safe. I think, I think it's a really good riff. Let's see if, uh, yeah, that's it. That riff, I, it's, it's just got a kick to it. Ready? Take it away, Angus. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> ACDC's okay. got some good ones. They do. There's another one. Mate, could you imagine just like having a song that's just that's just timeless, you know? It's just absolutely timeless. Very timeless. I saw um Jimmy Barnes on Facebook um do a version of Flame Trees. Oh yeah. Awesome. Mate, Australian classic. Let's just do one more. Okay, here's the. This Queensland is my favourite. Ads. Ads. So I suppose we've got to pay for these free services somehow, don't we? Yeah. Ah. Now, this is my youth, my friend. Oh, yeah. To the Paisley fucking church that bucks up to the drop. <laughs> Steve Kilby, you legend. I, I used to go out and try and look like him, eh? Did you? Oh, mate, yeah. Yeah, you no. Know, Paisley shirt. Speaking of guitarists, if you've noticed, 
we'd more, like you talk about crew life or you know maybe that that intro in our podcast yeah from the first couple of nights you know what song it is and yeah. sort of how i came to play guitar that's what i wanted so every riff of mine i put a lot of a lot of effort into the intro i want people to to know it straight away which is a lot of songs but some songs thinking oh, okay what's this oh yeah that's right yeah so, um, especially I'm, with crew life, you know, that guitar picking at the start. I'm just going to do... Yeah, perfect example. Yeah, perfect example. Everyone yeah. knows what this song is. And once again, just the build-up in this is just amazing. Yeah. Now, I don't know what they call that, but it's almost like he's chopping at his guitar. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, this is out on my song loop for when I'm really feeling pain in the run. <laughs> Magic. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, favourite musical riffs. I think we've covered that tonight. So, yeah. if anyone's going to do a copyright snitch on us, go for it. <laughs> go mean, for it. We, we make no money out of this anyway. <laughs> nah. We, we just make people laugh. Everyone yeah. loves my, my ice cream analogy. Yeah, like dating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, everyone, everyone loves that, which is good. Yeah, yeah. which is which is good. Absolutely. What's your favourite lyric, mate, of a song ever? Favourite lyric, mate. I'm putting you on the spot tonight, aren't I? You are. Uh, well, I've got one tattooed across my chest, so that would have to be my favourite. It's yeah. uh, being wrong never felt so right. And what's that from? A uh, band called Newfound Glory. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I like it. Being wrong never felt so right. Yeah, because you hate being right sometimes. I'd rather be wrong. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd rather be wrong. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's interesting. I I did a we did um we've been doing trivia nights during lockdown and we've continued them on even though we don't have to be locked down. So yeah, we you just, want, you just wanted to say lockdown I, I, so you I, like I, you're a Victorian. I, I just <laughs> wanted to throw that in to all the Victorian <laughs> listeners. We're not locked down here in Queensland, but we still enjoy the lockdown lifestyle every now and again. So so it was my turn to host trivia on Friday night. And one of the, the things that I did, most people hated it. I, I might just throw that in. But I had a, a picture of a girl and a guy at a coffee shop and they're drinking coffee. And yeah. their whole conversation was just lyrics from songs. That's cool. So part of uh, the, what you had to do as the trivia guest was try and you had to give me the song and the artist, right? So, and yeah. it was just like I loved it, but everyone else sort of probably found it a bit hard because I was really quite like when, you know, when you know a lyric, you sort of sing the lyric, even though you're saying the lyric. like Yeah, you try and say, (laughs) slip it into conversation. (laughs) Like we've been doing. I've got none tonight, by the way. I know that you've already slipped one in, but I I have. I've got no lyrics tonight, but it was just really interesting because um, it was just, uh, to me, it was a a hell of a lot of fun. And funnily enough, it's a thing. People do this online. They'll start a um, like a forum. They'll say, "Let's start a love tune lyric fest," and they'll all just start putting in lyrics of songs that sort of follow each other and create a bit of a story. It's pretty. Funny. I did. I did that on my last overnight with a girl. She she had a piece of paper, and it was just yeah. this big. It was this big conversation. Of she started, and then she'd fold the piece of paper, and then she'd write it down. Yeah, and then fold it, and then write, and then at the end you'd see you'd read this conversation, and what was crazy, I thought I was getting lucky, but I, I didn't <laughs> because we we had both written, yeah, something very out there, 
basically one after the other. Yeah. We literally pretty much said the same thing. Because you don't know what they say until the very end. Yep. I was like, this girl is like me. Uh, Speaking but, of favourite lyric, lyrics. It wasn't so- to be. No, it wasn't. Look, I, I could have written a, a song lyric there. <laughs> yeah, mate. So considering you haven't got any tonight, I'm just going to say my other two because they're yeah. two big. They're two big songs that I'm just going to bring up the song actually that you, you might like. Free Fallen by Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah. And Life Is a Highway by Tom Cochran. I think they are two big songs that that stand the, the time, and I love them. Absolutely love them. Life Is a Highway was also redone by Rascal Flats. Oh. Which is good. Let me just... Uh, Tommy Cochran. That's it. So let me just... Life is a highway. Once again, it's just got a theme to it, doesn't it? Doesn't it? That's so cool. This one's been sitting over here in my. Pass the carrots, please. Uh, this is such a good song. First time I heard this, it was in a movie called yeah. Rocky Romano. Yeah, yeah. And they rock up to this guy's house and they, they all get out of the car, the boot opens, the baseball bats come out, and this song starts. Yeah, this is the extended version. I'm going to push it up a bit. Let's see me. That's one of their other songs. This is the days when video clips were video clips, weren't this they? This is a pigsty. Yeah. That belt buckle, tie those shoes! <laughs> they all had Twisted their own little story. Sister. What? You gotta make that? fun of yourself in, in Wipe music videos. Smile off your face. Yep. Do you understand? What is that? A twisted sister pin on your uniform? <laughs> what kind of a man are you? You're worthless and weak. <laughs> hey, this you is a drum bite I love. You are nothing. Yeah. You sit in here all day and play that sick repulsive. Electric twanger! I carried an M16 and yo! You carry that 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 guitar! Who are you? Where do you come from? That's right. Are you listening to me? What are you gonna do with your life? What are you gonna do with your life? I wanna rock. I wanna rock. This is going to be one of the favourite drum beats. Yeah, it's good, eh? Have you ever... Um, and uh, Come On Feel The Noise is another yeah, good song. Yeah, absolutely. Did um, have you ever heard... Um, D. Snyder did a, a, a really... Great, a brilliant take of this emotional version. Yeah, listen to this. This is just amazing. It's a, he did it for child cancer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it's just such a powerful because it's predominantly just you know that piano and and D. Still looks yeah. pretty fucking cool, doesn't it? Missing your drums? We've got the right to choose it. There oh, wow. ain't no way we'll lose it. This is our life. This is our Powerful, song. mate. This is just brilliant. Once hey, again, is this? this is on my um 
will fight the powers that be just. Don't pick our destiny. Don't know us. You don't belong. That's a perfect example of music videos. Songs don't need to be overcomplicated. Like less is more. Like less is more. Uh, I agree. Have you ever heard uh, of a band called Mr. Floppy? No. Okay. Let's, um, they did a, uh, this is going back like years. Grammarly can help oh, you write quickly ads. and. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody ads. Let's go. Bloody ads. Uh... This is awesome. Oh, yeah. Nothing like Wuthering Heights, is it? It's just let's add some guitar and a bit of fun. <laughs> and that's seriously, that's cool. hey, Heathcliff, it's me, it's Floppy, I've come home. There's a, there is no better lyric ever than that. That's cool. Yeah. So, hey, um... I think where are we now for time? We've been going for bloody 40-odd minutes, 40-odd minutes. 40-odd minutes. What conspiracy theories have you latched on or seen or heard this week that you've had a giggle at? No, nothing, man, nothing. No conspiracy theories for me. Yeah. What about you? I saw a video on YouTube where a guy was saying that the moon's only 50 miles away, so I thought that was pretty fucking interesting. What was he smoking? <laughs> I've got no idea. If it's 50 miles away, mate, you sh- you'd be able to fly, almost fly a kite or get up yeah. there a little baby rocket or something. So, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's always interesting what happens when people start to believe some stuff, isn't it? I, I still, going back to, to COVID for five seconds, I still want to know, like, who blew this up? Yeah. Like, why has it become, like, this massive thing? Yeah, I'll, you know, one day we'll know. Like, apparently, I don't know. This is true. I hear some things. I'm like, okay, cool. But apparently, a guy got COVID, got rid of it, and he got it again. So he's had it twice. Yeah, there's a there's a case now in Singapore. I think I heard that that had so happened. What good's a vaccine going to do anyway? Well, you know, no one's got the flu this year and there's been no deaths from the flu and people are saying it's it's a bad flu. It's a very good flu season. But then, you know, we're looking at what... um, I I, I don't know. There's still just so many questions. Like, I I don't ever want to sit here and say it's not true or it's not as bad as what they say it is. But, you know, the reality is if it is infectious... You know, I, I, it's potentially not as infectious as what we're led to believe. I, I don't know, but yeah, no. you know, I'm I'm even looking at Sweden right now, and as as we know, and I'll show you, I'll, I'll share my screen so you can see because they let they let everyone go. Yeah, so this is like Sweden, right? So at the moment, they've had eighty seven thousand cases of COVID, five thousand eight hundred people have died from it. They've got active cases of 72,000. Gee, that's a lot. So, in other words, no one's recovering. So, of which they're saying 21 are in a serious or a critical condition. That's interesting. I, I don't think they're doing their stats, but that's their daily new cases, right? So, you can see that it got up wow. to a peak there in June, in June where they had 1,800 cases on June 24. You but sort now, of expect that. I don't know. I don't know what the temperature what. Yeah, well, well, they're in summer over there at the moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and they're doing three hundred a day still, but they didn't lock down their their economy. They told people just to socially distance. Everything was still going to be. But the interesting thing: look at the deaths, mate. Like their biggest day of deaths was back in April fifteen, with one hundred and fifteen, same as April eight. But now they're like recording four deaths a day. So 200 cases, four deaths. 
So, yeah. you know, no one wants to see anyone die, right? No. Nah. But it is a part of life and, you know, it's like taking away alcohol, taking away cigarettes. It's like, yeah. you know... I, I just, you know, we, we won't know what was going, what has been the best way to do COVID until COVID's run its course. You know, what was the best form? Was it isolation and lockdown? Because that's killing so many bloody... Um, well, people uh, are dying anyway with all this in place. Yeah. So even with... So, yeah, you're right. Even with social um, distancing and everything. So... Brazil's probably a really tough one at the moment. I feel sorry for Brazil, um, you know, but even then, out of their closed cases, they, they've still only got 4% death rate, which yeah. means 96% recover. That's so, awesome. That's good. Like, yeah, and, and you know, that there's not too much social isolation you can do in some of those areas in Brazil. So, you know, and that's why, you know, those people... Um, the people that live in some of the, the lower economic places are, are, are really the ones that are copying it. So, so it's that just, website, could you see other diseases as well? No. I, I, well, it's a too? website called Worldometers um, for anyone that's interested. It's worldometers.info and then they do a daily update on coronavirus around the world. So it's not affiliated with... Um, with any of the um, the who and whatnot, so I think they do do a, a number of things. So I'll just share the screen again, Maddie, because yeah, you've been. I've been trying to watch movies. You, I, I don't watch much movie movies these days, but I'm trying to watch one a day, just yeah. a sort of a, a sort of escape reality. So, so this is the the world of it gives us an up to date. Indicator oh, on so yeah, it says birth, deaths. Oh, so at yeah. the moment, there were 126,974 deaths today. We grew our population by 53, is that 53 million? Yeah, 53 yeah, million. 53 million. Our population grew by today. There's all our money that we're spending on health care. What's had 11 trillion? Well, yeah. Social media, there was, there's been a million and... 1,700,000 book titles published this year. Here's Look at that. There is 1.6 billion overweight people in the world, 776,4 million obese people in the world. Yeah, 24,000 who died of hunger today. Yeah. So there was money spent for obesity-related diseases in the US, 416 million. So, yeah, and then money spent on weight loss programs, one hundred forty-nine. Mate, that's that's another topic for us to get into one day. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe maybe next podcast we can get into weight loss and bust some myths and absolutely. So, what's um, what's your agenda for the for the next couple of weeks? So, we'll what are you up to? When when does lockdown finish? Uh, September thirteenth. All right, so, so so we'll sneak in another podcast between then and now. Yeah, we'll do that, and then we'll do one when hopefully it's over. My agenda, I've got a couple of days at work coming yep. up in the next two weeks, about to finish two weeks off. I've got to study for work because it's sort of, it's called a check, so I've got to make sure I know my stuff and I'm good. And I'm just going to watch a couple of movies. Yep. Yeah, I uh, bought a kettlebell that arrived today. Got an electric skateboard on the way, or a kit. Yeah. And we spoke earlier something about my car. I think we we mentioned about my car, but yeah, cars and um, yeah, my car went to the mechanic to try and get fixed. I said this is happening. <laughs> they sent me to the auto electrician. Yeah. Went in today. Auto electrician sent me back to the mechanic. So. Don't we'll you hate that when that happens? Yeah, I'm pissed because I said the guy I normally deal with wasn't there, so it was yeah. like a. I fill in and he's in tomorrow, so I'll call him because he's like, oh, so Tuesday we can service your car and see if that fixes it. I'm like, well, I've got work. You know, I've wasted <laughs> You know, I, I can't remember when I booked it in. I reckon yeah. I booked it in last week for the auto electrician. But, yeah, yeah. but just send, send me back and forward. It's just like, yeah. So, but, no, that's my agenda. Watch a couple of movies. Watch yeah. some 
you know, I, I'm a massive Jersey Shore fan. Probably the Truly. only. Yeah, like, yeah, massive. And I actually <laughs> went to the Jersey Shore house a couple of years ago. And that was wow. unreal. Yeah. yeah, I've been, been there since day one and I've just caught up because they, they did six seasons and then they, yeah, shake, shake yeah. their head at me. Don't judge him, everyone. Don't judge nah, him. Don't worry. Yeah. I, you wait. I, I cried yeah. and I'm about to say why. Cause they, so they did six seasons and they had a break and then they brought it back and it was called Jersey Shore Family Vacation. And I've only just like finished watching it. There was three seasons. I'd watched up to like halfway of season two in the last couple of weeks I've finished it. I, yeah. I cried. I cried. It was such an emotional stuff, like what they're going through. And, you know, one guy went to jail and it was just, there's such a family bond. And I think part of me was, I was crying out of happiness, but at the same time, at the same time, like I've got no one around me at the moment. So yeah. sort of seeing, seeing that. And, yeah. and it was a world before COVID as well. So newsflash, breaking news, Matt Bailey cries at Jersey Shore. Fuck yeah. No, I'll say, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. And so that was really good. And now it's finished. And now I'm like, now I'm just watching all the YouTube clips. Uh, but it was, it, was, it was good to take my mind off COVID yeah. because I was so focused on like, they go to, they're in Jersey Shore, obviously, but they spend a lot of time in Miami and a lot of time in Vegas. And obviously yeah. I've, been, I've been to Vegas. So I, like I see it and they stayed at the hotel that I stayed at. Yeah. And it was sort of like, Fuck! It's sort, it was sort of it was even though it's reality, it was sort of like a movie because it's like a world yeah. before COVID, and it yeah. sort of it sort of got me excited for I can't wait till this is over because like I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and I never took things for granted because I never thought I'd be fucking stuck in my own state. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think your way is gonna be my first holiday destination. Oh, so we'll cool! Catch up for a drink because yeah. America, America's not gonna open up yeah. anytime soon. Twenty twenty three is the next time we're planning to get to America if we get there. And um, very interesting. Matt Bailey cries at Jersey Shore. My God, that, that, that can that can be the title of this podcast, uh, and I'm a hundred percent okay with that. <laughs> Oh my god! I, I've got a. I love my Amazon Prime subscription because I think Amazon Prime has the most dodgiest movies ever. You know those B grade movies that yeah. where where it's just someone and a mate and they go do a zombie <laughs> movie and they are just they are that bad that they're good. They're just yeah. cringe, cringe, cringe. Sharon hates them. She'll come home and I'm sitting there watching some. Z grade movie on on Amazon Prime, and 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 I really think Amazon Prime need to do the right thing and let me know what the really bad ones are because I'll watch them all. Right, so you love them. I love them. I love them. But um, but I haven't been able. To, I I think they must have stopped uploading them because um, I've gone back to watching um, the Man in the White Castle. So which is quite yeah. a quite an interesting sort of a TV show. Anyway, Matt. I think it's time yeah. we pulled up stumps. We got people out of their misery. misery. Um, well, I think finishing on Matt Bailey cries at Jersey Shore, I think it's just... P.S. Matt Bailey's about to go and have dinner and watch Neighbours. <laughs> well, Matt, you go ahead and do that. As per always, it's been an absolute pleasure. If it anyone is. did happen to listen to this um, podcast, thank you very much. Um, please review, like. If you really want to annoy people, send it on to them, share it. Yeah, send it on to them. Let everyone know that Matt Barty cries during Jersey Shore. <laughs> Any final words? And don't forget Matt Bailey's golden rule. What was it last time? Oh, don't be a Karen. But, but yeah, nah. Mum, mum hated that. Sorry, mum. Yeah. Hi, mum. Final. Hi, final, Matt Bailey's mum. Hi, Matt Bailey's mum. Final words. Yours is don't be an arsehole. Yeah. I have to come up with a, I'm living, hey, here's my final words, live your best life. All right, how good sound. Hey, in, interesting story, I, I would, you know, just, I was talking to um, a guy on one of my other podcasts, a guy called Scott Shane, he's quite religious, and he was talking about the golden rule, as in do unto others as what you would want done to yeah. yourself. So in his world, that's the golden rule. And so I said, well, that's similar to my golden rule. He said, well, what's yours? I said, don't be an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's love the it. same thing. Don't be an it asshole. Is. 
Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, Batty. Thanks, everyone. Always good to catch up. Um, Always, mate. We'll see you next time. Thank God that's over. If you didn't like it, leave a review to warn others, or share it with people you want to annoy. If you did like it, I'm sorry, you cannot be helped, so you may as well leave a good review. I guess the boys will appreciate it. As Curly would say, don't be an asshole. Hopefully, I won't see you next time. Goodbye. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.